John Durham has concluded his investigation into the Russia hoax. After four long, painstaking years, it is finally over, and Durham is a colossal failure. I'm sorry, but this is a disgrace. What a total disgrace here, the Durham report. I didn't want to, and we knew. I told you this was going to happen. This is exactly, it played out exactly as we predicted. But look, here's what Durham did. He exposed the truth about the Russia hoax, which we've already known for years. It was a complete sham. It was a deep state operation fabricated by the Hillary Clinton campaign. She colluded with the FBI to take down the Trump presidency, to discredit Trump, which is exactly what happened. But here's the thing. No new indictments. John Durham is a prosecutor. Prosecutor, like from the word prosecute. His job is to prosecute, okay? Durham ought to be ashamed of himself. I, I Like, I almost would have... Yes, I understand. He, he put out a report. Oh, wow. Hey, hey guys, yeah, no, no new indictments. Nobody was fired. Nobody's going to go to jail. But this report, Durham, he issued a report. Oh, wow. I'm sure the Democrats are shaking. Durham taught the Democrats. You know the lesson the Democrats learned from all this in the deep state and the establishment and the swamp? You, they won. They won. We lost. OK, they learned that they they went through this whole Russia hoax. OK, almost brought down Trump, tore apart the country and they succeeded. They got away with it. They actually got away with it. It's like I almost would have preferred if John Durham had covered the whole thing up. I almost would have preferred if he had said, you know what? This this was actually legit. But like because then at least it would be a cover up here. He's putting out this report exposing every detail about how this whole thing was a complete fabrication, how Hillary literally got the colluded with the FBI to spy on Trump and uh, put out this whole massive, you know, two year investigation, millions and millions of dollars, tear Trump apart, tear the Trump uh, uh, presidency apart. And like, by the way, also. Who's getting punished? Where are the consequences? No, no consequences, no punishment. That's even more frustrating than if Durham had literally just whitewashed the entire thing. And yes, we've been predicting for four years that it would end this way. Welcome to the Yaakov M. Show. We are on Vin News. We're on Yeshiva International, Nucky Radio, Spotify, lots of other platforms. And today we are going to focus mainly on the Durham probe, the Durham report. So I apologize. Those of you who, like myself, are like too ADHD to handle like the same topic for more than six minutes, which is why we jump around. We jump around from topic to topic. Number one, I just think it's more fun. Number two, that's how my brain kind of operates. And number three, for all of you, I think a lot of you, some of you, you, you want to kind of get into the weeds and you want to spend like 15, 20 minutes. I think that's the anomaly in this audience. I actually spoke to a listener a couple of weeks ago. He had a tip he wanted to give me. I was in touch with him and he said, yeah, thank you. Thank you for jumping around from topic to topic because I really couldn't handle anything else. I'm paraphrasing him. So the other thing at the end of the show, we will get into I'll tell you about the Jewish teacher who is sitting in jail right now under arrest because he yelled at his students after they were caught drawing swastikas in the classroom, a public school uh, teacher in Wisconsin. This is a very, very sad, tragic story. All right. So back to the Durham report. No new indictments. Nobody's getting fired. Nobody's getting so much as demoted. Durham confirmed what we already knew, the Russia collusion hoax. It was a sham perpetrated by the deep state. Okay, and that is what's so frustrating. You know, by the way, I want to make, oh gosh, all right, I am jumping around. See that? A listener made the point. I got to make one point here related to the CNN Trump town hall. Because it was a great point. The left, the meltdown, right? The, 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 the left has had a total meltdown. They are just trashing CNN. How dare CNN actually put give a platform to a former president to allow him to spew his lies? 
And the caller listener made the point. When did the meltdown happen? How come the meltdown didn't happen? Notice it didn't happen before the town hall. Okay, this town hall was planned for at least a week, you know, probably weeks, but it was publicized almost a week in advance before it happened. We even told you about it before it happened. And if they're so upset about giving a platform to Trump, they knew that Trump was getting a platform, yet they didn't say a word. Wouldn't you have thought they would have tried to deter people from watching it or they would have AOC or would have tried to, you know, beforehand warn people, hey, listen, it's going to be full of disinformation. Why did they only wake up during the town hall? I think was Ocasio's first tweet and after the town hall. And the answer is, as the caller listener pointed out, it's because Trump performed so well. It's because he won Caitlin Collins lost. CNN lost. It's because Trump, he was so persuasive and he was so sharp and did so phenomenally well that they realized it's a massive threat. Okay, if you have a problem because they're they're liars when they say they have a problem with giving Trump a platform, they'd be thrilled to give Trump, Trump a platform if he would do badly. Okay, if he would actually be a failure. So that's why they're angry. They're angry because he succeeded. If Trump got beaten, they'd like give him 20 town halls if they thought that he would actually lose and get beaten and be and be embarrassed. So that's why when they realize, wait a second, uh, he's doing really well here. He's being very convincing. The audience keeps cheering him on. Caitlin Collins is a total disaster. That's when they suddenly woke up and had a problem giving him a platform. Great point. All right. So John Durham, he released a report. Oh, that's very scary. Democrats shaking in their boots over a report. You know, and the next time the deep state conspires to bring down a Republican. Right. I'm sure they're going to be terrified that someday somebody's going to write a report about them. So here's what Durham did. If, If Durham had just concluded his investigation quietly and gone off into the sunset, that would have been better. Okay, than this. This is literally reinforces to the Democrats. You can spy on opposition candidates, okay? You can invent crimes like General Michael Flynn that did not exist. You can tear the country apart, tear a president apart. You can do all of those things, and guess what? We will expose you. We'll find, we'll figure it out. We will write up hundreds of pages of reports about it, and then we will not punish you. You'll get zero consequences. You will get away with it. So for four years, this is what I've been expecting. Some of you told me that I should wait. I did not hold my breath. Some of you told me we'd get some real indictments. Somebody we've actually heard of. There were no indictments. There was a total of, okay, one conviction. This this entire investigation all these years brought about three prosecutions, three indictments, one conviction. The other two were acquittals, okay, but the report was scathing. The report was really, really vicious. It was very critical so one conviction, Kevin Kleinsmith, I believe he pled guilty. He, nobody ever heard of this Kevin Kleinsmith. And remember, the Trump impeachment could not have happened if his presidency had not been so discredited by the Russia hoax. Obviously, millions of tax dollars wasted. And is anybody, is anybody going to suffer? Bob Mueller, the Pitbull, Andrew Weissman, Struck Page, McCabe, Rosenstein, of course, Comey, um, you know, John Brennan, who told lie after lie. And it's unbelievable. So three indictments, one conviction. Now, the, 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 the two other prosecutions, by the way, in case you don't recall, one of them was Sussman. Sussman was the lawyer for the Clinton campaign who basically, I don't know, paid Fusion GPS to put out the bogus deal dossier, which then got, of course, passed 
passed along to the FBI as the only piece of evidence. It was the whole thing was fake. The Steele dossier was bogus. It was it was a fake. It was literally filled with these vicious, absurd lies, scandalous lies about Trump collusion with Russia. And then that was used to obtain the FISA warrant to spy on Carter Page, who was, by the way, a CIA operative. You remember Kevin Kleinsmith. The reason that he pled guilty is because he altered an email. The email was basically from the CIA saying, yeah, you don't have to spy on Carter Page. We know he's connected to Russia, to powerful Russians. It's And he was a Trump campaign uh, staffer or whatever, Trump, Trump, some member of Trump's campaign. And they said, yeah, Carter Page is with us. He's a CIA operative. And Kevin Kleinsmith, he altered the email so that it would not uh, reflect the fact that Carter Page, who was spied on, was actually a CIA asset. And that's why he was so well connected to Russia. Uh, and and uh, that was the one conviction. And, uh, of course, Igor Danchenko was a person who contributed to the Steele dossier. He was also uh, indicted and he was also acquitted. So, again, basically, let me I'm going to bring you the tape, the takeaways from this Durham report. OK, and a lot of it's stuff that we already know we're going to rehash. It's been a while. But, you know, who would have thought here we are in 2023 and we're still discussing the Russia hoax. But here's the thing. Remember when Trump fired James Comey? And here's why Trump fired James Comey. And that's actually what triggered Bob Mueller. Remember the appointment of Bob Mueller as the special counsel. You know, the whole thing unfolded right here on on, on this very show, basically. We're doing the show like almost daily, I believe, at that point, back in 2017. And remember the day that Trump fires James Comey and the left and the entire Washington establishment had a meltdown. Hillary Clinton despised James Comey because she felt that he brought down, you know, that he was the reason that she was not elected, which... I don't believe that's actually true. But remember, you know, James Comey, a couple weeks before the election, announced new information about the uh, investigation into the Hillary email server scandal. But either way, Trump. But suddenly, you know, Hillary was uh, outraged when Trump actually fired James Comey. All these Democrats who hated James Comey uh, the day before suddenly were big supporters of James Comey when he was fired by Trump. And that's what prompted Rod Rosenstein to appoint Bob Mueller as a special counsel because what's Trump trying to hide? And Trump, remember what he said at the time? He said, James Comey told me three separate times, he said, you're not a target of this investigation. You're not a target of the Russia collusion probe. And Trump said, well, just announce it. Just declare that publicly. Clear the record over here. And Comey refused to do that. So Trump fired him. Well, now Trump, of course, all these years later is vindicated, totally vindicated. But the Comey firing is what led to the to, to the Mueller appointment. It turns out Trump was exactly right, which, again, anyone listening to this show has known that for years. But I'm sure there are some people out there who this this Durham probe actually did expose the truth, the shocking truth, because if you follow CNN and MSNBC and New York Times for your news, then you've actually thought all these years that Trump actually did collude with Russia and got away with it. All right. So here are the main takeaways from this report. Biggest takeaway, the deep state is real. The deep state is not a conspiracy theory. I'm actually going to read you a quote from Ben Shapiro, a tweet from Ben Shapiro uh, regarding this Durham probe, the Durham report. And Ben Shapiro does not use the term deep state. And I doubt he's ever used the term deep state, but he basically calls it the deep state. And Ben Shapiro, he's usually much more moderate. He doesn't want to get banned from like YouTube and, and Facebook. So he doesn't use those types of terms, those types of phrases. But I'll read it to you. It's pretty amazing. So the deep state is real. The deep state is not a conspiracy theory. The other big takeaway is, of course, as we said, no indictments, nobody getting fired, major letdown, major disgrace. They can weaponize the Justice Department. They can weaponize the justice system. And 
get away with it, zero consequences. Now, here are the other takeaways, very important. The investigation never should have taken place because the government had zero evidence. There was literally not a shred of evidence that Trump colluded with Russia. Remember Adam Schiff on television literally dozens of times. We have evidence. Eventually, we're going to expose the evidence. You're going to see the evidence. And nobody ever grilled him on it or pressed him on it, of course. I mean, Adam Schiff, I mean, he's really a total disgrace. Let me read you here a quote. Neither law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion at the commencement of the Boy, it'd be nice if I could say that word at the commencement of the crossfire hurricane investigation. Takeaway, next takeaway, foreign allies refused to assist the FBI in the investigation because they knew that it was a sham. Listen to this. British intel officials were unwilling to aid in the investigation. This is according to the Durham report because they said it was devoid of predicating evidence. Next takeaway, former intel officials actually promoted the bogus Russia collusion narrative even though they knew that there was no evidence. And they lied under oath repeatedly. The former CIA director, John Brennan, among others, he made repeated comments publicly supporting the narrative that Trump colluded with Russia. In the New York Times in 2018, in 2018, when the whole thing was basically debunked, listen to what Brennan wrote, quote, I encountered and and am aware of information and intelligence that revealed contacts and interactions between Russian officials and U.S. persons involved in the Trump campaign. Um, and, 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 it's, and, and he said, President Trump's claims of no collusion are hogwash. Now, I have to confess here, my notes are a little bit confusing because I had it that Brennan wrote for The New York Times in 2018 that Trump colluded with Russia. But then the quote I have here actually says it was what he testified. Well, it doesn't matter. Same difference. Brennan, he wrote op-eds in The New York Times claiming that Trump colluded with Russia, that he possessed information. That's a lie. He told Congress in 2017, he said, I have information and intelligence revealed contacts and interactions between Russian officials and U.S. persons involved in the Trump campaign. That was a lie. He said he said that President Trump's claims of no collusion were hogwash. So John Brandon and many others, literally, literally, he committed perjury about this. And, um, uh, and you know, and Fox News pays $787 million to, to Dominion over them having on guests claiming that there was election fraud in 2020. But, of course, Trump is not going to get a dime from Brandon and all these other people who literally wrote in the or from The New York Times, for that matter, and CNN and, and every mainstream media outlet on the planet repeatedly comparing Trump to Nixon and talking about this massive scandal, which was non-existent. Next takeaway, the Clinton campaign was behind the entire Russia hoax. Again, something we've known for quite a long time. Quote, the FBI got highly significant intel that came from the Clinton campaign plan to vilify Trump by by tying him to Putin so as to divert attention from her own, meaning Hillary's, criminal use of a private email server. The report concluded, un- unlike uh, the FBI's opening of a full investigation of the Trump campaign based on raw, uncorroborated information, they never investigated Hillary's involvement in the Russia hoax. So amazing. They spent all the time on Russia, on Trump colluding with Russia. But Hillary, who, who committed who knows how many crimes by inventing the Russia hoax, and she, of course, was never investigated by the FBI or anybody else from that, for that matter. Final takeaway, Durham recommends no new policies, advises that the DOJ and FBI should follow existing policies. Well, isn't that convenient? Uh, The report does not recommend, I'm quoting here, the report does not recommend any wholesale changes in the guidelines and policies that the department and the FBI have in place. Um, The answer is not the creation of new rules, but a renewed fidelity to the old. Well, wow, isn't that just wonderful? So Ben Shapiro, let me read you his tweet, quote, The Durham report shows, in essence, collusion between the Clinton campaign, FBI, and the Obama administration to weaponize government power against Trump 
It is appreciably worse than Watergate. It was far deeper in the bowels of the government and reached to the highest levels. So Shapiro, Ben Shapiro, who I like, but you know he's not. Let's just say you know he's not as I don't know extreme. I guess as I am. People they they, they hear me and they tell me, yeah, you're pretty extreme, <laughs> and it's like. I'm actually not extreme. I'm actually, and I bet you I'm going to get voicemails from a lot of you. I'm middle of the road. I'm literally middle of the road. But things are so far out of whack that, like, I'm extreme. So, you know, pretty amazing. But anyway, so Ben Shapiro, who I guess usually is more mild speaking than I am, it was far deeper in the bowels of the government and reached to the highest levels. That's the Ben Shapiro speak for deep state. It was a deep state conspiracy. Peter Strzok, by the way, admitted that there was no evidence against Trump from day one. They have him on, on record admitting it. But he said, we just need to run this thing to the ground. That was that was his those are the words that he used. Yeah, we know there's no evidence. We're talking to some FBI colleague or something, probably Lisa Page. I don't know. Yeah, there was no evidence against Trump from day one, but we just need to run this thing into the ground. I want to read you some facts here that I jotted down. Fact. There has never been a shred of evidence Trump colluded with Russia. Fact. The Clinton campaign. All right. We know that. Fact, the Steele dossier was paid for by the Hillary campaign. We know that fact. The FBI lied repeatedly to the FISA court to obtain a warrant to spy on Trump's campaign. Fact, the convictions of Michael Flynn and George Papadopoulos would not have happened without an investigation. We told you this from day one, that when once you have an investigation, that creates process crimes because people lie to investigators and then that becomes the crime. But there's no underlying crime. Fact, the Mueller probe was initially led, remember this, by Peter Strzok and Lisa Page till it was discovered that they were rabid leftists who despised Trump. By the way, that was known. It wasn't discovered. It was exposed once it got out to the public. That's when they were fired. But they were actually brought on because of how much they hated Trump. Fact, James Comey. All right, I told, I said this before. A lot of these facts I've already gone through, of course, here. Um, let's see. Yes, final thing over here on this point. Remember when Trump in 2017 was ridiculed? He tweeted that he was wiretapped and that he was, you know, that Trump Tower was wiretapped by the feds and everybody made fun of him. What is Trump talking about? I'd love to play some clips of Chuck Todd and others making fun of Trump. Oh, he thinks that he's wiretapped. I mean, the man is just he you remember he was paranoid. Remember, they, they, they just thought that Trump was crazy. And even I, I admit, I said this so many times, I was skeptical. Trump was wiretapped. Remember, we knew nothing. Now looking back, it's like comical because that was like a tiny tip of the iceberg. There was like this massive iceberg and that was just like the tip of it was Trump was wiretapped. I mean, now we know like how far this whole thing extended, deep into the bowels of the government, to quote Ben Shapiro. But like, you know, at the time, like, really? Like they they actually wiretapped Trump. It doesn't make any sense. And But like he was vindicated every step of the way. Um, and then, of course, Trump threatened to fire Bob Mueller. He was accused of obstruction of justice. Remember, they compared him to Nixon. By the way, I still think we said this at the time and I still believe it. I'm having like PTSD here, remembering like all the different developments in the Russia hoax, the Mueller probe and everything else. I mean, it, they were they were wild times. Look, I, and they, they certainly gave us a lot of material on this show, but it was very traumatic in a lot of ways. But remember, they compared him to Nixon. They were trying to lure him. The whole thing was they were trying to bait him into firing Bob Mueller, and then they would have slapped him with obstruction. I guarantee it. But Trump did not take the bait. And I just I want to make this point as well, which is that, um, you know, right now there's a bunch of conservatives out there. And I'm not going to name names, but a bunch of conservatives who are like celebrating, oh, the Durham probe, the Durham report. We see the whole thing was a Russia hoax. It's like we're kind of like we told you so. They're like celebrating and saying, yeah, you know, we knew Trump is vindicated. We knew Trump never colluded with Russia. And But at the time, some people at the time said this, including 
uh, us on this show. Not trying to like boast or anything, but we we literally said this from day one. Anybody who's listening for years knows that we were on top of this story from day one. The fact that this whole Russia collusion narrative was a fake, a fraud, a hoax. But there were those, remember, who said, let it play out. They said, let Mueller finish the job, let it play out. There were a lot of establishment Republicans, right? They said, you got to let the probe complete, you know, don't be so fast. Don't say there's no evidence. And they, they were so phony and so wishy-washy. And they knew that presumably they knew that it was fake. You know, the two versions here, either they didn't know somehow they actually thought that Trump colluded with Russia, which was absurd because anybody read the paper, any paper, the New York Times, Washington Post, you saw that there was no evidence. The New York Times, this is what I always said, the New York Times, literally, they will bring you the worst that they've got. OK, they will like tell you the worst evidence they have against Trump. And. I would read it and read it again and say, there's nothing there. It, there's literally no evidence whatsoever by the New York Times' own admission. So that's one option is they actually thought there was Trump resolution or more likely, and others have pointed this out, they said, you know what, I don't want to get canceled. I don't want to get banned from YouTube and banned from Facebook or whatever. So they covered up the truth. They knew that there was no, that the whole thing was a hoax, but they were afraid to say it because they didn't want to get canceled. But now suddenly it's safe to say it, which is quite disgraceful. Um All right, that's going to do it on the Mueller probe. And now I just want to talk for a minute. I'm actually going to read you an op-ed that I wrote about this Jewish teacher in Wisconsin. And essentially, this student, uh, middle school, so we're talking about 12 years old, 13, 14 years old, something like that, was drawing a swastika. And the teacher, it seems, just totally lost control. And the teacher became furious with the kids, started yelling at the student, yelling at other kids. Now, this is according to—and he's been arrested. He's literally sitting in jail right now under arrest on terrorism charges, believe it or not, as I'm going to explain. So this is mind-boggling, and, and it's a classic example. I'll read in this op-ed. We see this again and again, where the good guys are the ones who get arrested or, or get, like, demonized and get attacked, and the bad guys are like— things are so twisted now that the bad guys get away with things. You know, you saw a couple of days ago Elon Elon Musk, or yesterday, Elon Musk criticized George Soros, and now they're calling Elon Musk an anti-Semite. And it's like— Yes, you are allowed to say something negative about a Jew if the fact that he's Jewish is incidental. You know, the, George Soros is an evil person who's literally reaping chaos throughout the country, and he happens to be Jewish. But you can criticize him, and it doesn't make you an anti-Semite. But anyway, so but Elon Musk is the bad guy. George Soros is the good guy. We, we just see the story again and again. The subway story, Jordan Neely, same story. Daniel Penny, I believe, is the name of that ex-Marine who put him— And again, it's tragic. I don't want to diminish or minimize in any way from how— tragic it is that a man perished but like by all accounts you know this former marine was not was not trying to hurt him at least innocent until proven guilty but anyway back to this so here we go for those of you who wanted to jump around boy am i jumping around right now but again uh you had this child the student who in school in class is drawing swastikas on his notebooks the jewish teacher became very very angry i don't judge him one bit i think completely completely understandable what his reaction was and he didn't do anything so bad, okay? According to the reports, he threatened the student with violence, and he said that he owns 17 guns. And, look, he was triggered. And, you know, he made these comments about how he'd, ha- he'd have a scorched-earth policy, and I guess he was going to send his daughter to beat the kid up or something like that. I don't know. You know, he made violent threats, and he talked about owning guns. And let's even say, let's go even further and say that maybe, maybe he implied that he was going to shoot the boy, Okay. Now he was charged with two felonies. One of the felonies was making terrorist threats. Now, what's amazing is it's 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 completely disgraceful. It's egregious that this man was arrested and, by the way, suspended. He was suspended by the school. And he reacted in a way. What was he doing? He was defending. To me, there's a very big difference between threatening violence against a kid 
who like misbehaved or did something, did nothing really terrible, or a kid who drew swastikas, okay, and that triggered the teacher. And we don't know. We don't know all the facts, but I'm certainly not ready to condemn. But he definitely shouldn't be charged. I'm not ready to condemn the teacher. Maybe you want to tell me, you know, we need to know more details. We need to know the context, whatever. Okay, fine. He definitely should not have been charged with a terror-related charge. He's literally under arrest for making terrorist threats because he told this kid drawing the swastika, I have 17 guns in my basement, okay, and I'm not afraid to use them or whatever. Now, what about the kid? Is anybody talking about the kid? What about these students? Apparently, it's not even the first time it happened, so I don't blame this teacher for getting so triggered, but nobody's talking about the student. Where are the consequences for the student? Are you going to suspend the student? He's drawing swastikas. You're going to tell me, well, he's just a child. I have no idea. We have to find out what age he is. A 12, 13, 14-year-old certainly should know enough not to draw swastikas, but let's not blame him. Let's, first of all, you can suspend them from class. I mean, they'll suspend kids from class, for, from, from school, for a lot less than that, you know, than drawing swastikas. But what about the parents? Is there going to be some sort of sensitivity training? Imagine if it was like something racist against blacks other than a swastika. Imagine if the kid was writing the N-word on a piece of paper. Oh, I mean, that kid would be suspended. They'd be putting him in, like, juvenile hall. Who knows what would be happening? But it's like the kid drew swastikas. Nobody's even mentioning any sort of consequence whatsoever to the child. But this teacher is right now sitting in jail um, under arrest. So I just want to read you from my, uh, my op-ed that I wrote about this topic, just a couple of paragraphs. Uh, the bottom line is, if you are a leftist, you can be pure evil. Mainstream society will generally protect you. You can get away with being a bigot. If someone calls you out, they'll be banished and silenced. If you're a minority, you hit the jackpot because the media will play the race card, accusing your critics of racism to ensure that they are canceled permanently. On the flip side... This teacher, whose name is David Schrader, by the way, who lashed out against hate and perhaps went too far, perhaps did not, or Elon Musk, who defends free speech in a way that is highly inconvenient to the woke left, get get demonized and attacked for calling out the real bad guys. It seems the only thing that matters is not right or wrong, but which team you are on. Whether you have whether you happen to be evil is merely an incidental detail and completely ignored. And if society is going to function properly, then that needs to quickly change. So really, really, you know, very disturbing things over here. That's going to do it. Sorry, but let's end on a positive note. Look, could be worse. You know, I mean, uh, Trump is running again, 2024. Go Trump. Go DeSantis. Go any Republican. That's going to do it for today. And we will see you next time.